Guten Morgen America. Yeah, this is Teresa with Dankeschön for 200 Just, uh, started to try to count in eins, zwei, four, no, eins, zwei, vier, fünf, no, no, vier, eins, zwei, drei, eins, zwei, drei, fünf, vier, sechs, set, set, acht, Two, one, 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 two, Adin dva tri chitiri Anyway, uh, we're on Karen Friedman Agnifilo. Trump lawyers desperate attempts to avoid indictments three days ago. Doomed to fail. Too much Jack, too much cock. Or no indictment. Too many cocks on this block. Will there be an indictment today? It is Thursday, July 27th, and by all accounts, everybody is gearing up for an indictment today. Uh, news media were parked outside the courthouse in Washington, D.C., reporting on every move that was happening. Uh, the grand jury came in this morning. They, they could see them filing into the grand oh. jury room and prosecutors were there and everybody expected an indictment to come today but what happened no fighting what we know happened today is that uh that two of donald trump's lawyers uh Todd Burns and john laro who's a new lawyer added Bobby to his Quinn. team have met with prosecutors in what seems like a last ditch oh, effort to try to get ones. them to not for the third time now, this will be his third criminal indictment uh, for January 6th and all of the things that happened both before, during, and after that date to try and steal the election back from the American people. So what's going on? Let's, let's talk about what's going on, when we can expect an indictment, and what's happening. Uh, so we all know, by all accounts, Jack Smith has been in the grand jury furiously uh, presenting evidence, presenting testimony, calling witnesses, all related to January 6th in Washington, D.C. We don't know the scope of what's going to ultimately happen. We don't know if it will be the full many, many, probably hundred count indictment that he could be charged with for all of the incidents that he, that Mr. Trump uh, participated in, in an effort to uh, both pressure the states to put in a false slate of electors, to pressure Mike Pence to not certify the election, and ultimately to uh, foment violence and try to stop the certification, which they temporarily did on January 6th. 
and create violence in the Capitol. This could be a huge sweeping indictment with with dozens of defendants, right? You could see Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani. You could see um, John Eastman, Mr. Cheeseboro. There's just to name a few people who uh, could be included in this indictment, but there's many, many more who are equally as culpable uh, as, as each other, Mr. Trump being the leader of them all and the one who's most culpable. Will Jack Smith go for the big, huge indictment, or will he pick a more streamlined indictment uh, in an effort to try to get the case to go to trial? Because, you know, as you know, his number one uh, his number one defense or trial tactic is to delay. Don't ever get to trial. And that is his entire defense here is don't get to trial, win the election, and then either pardon myself or dismiss the case if it's still open under my DOJ if I'm Donald Trump. That's his entire entire criminal defense strategy. And it's a good one because that could work if he wins, which I don't think he will, but that's his strategy. So he doesn't want a trial. So the best way to do that is put as many charges with as many issues and as many defenses that uh, that defense lawyers could raise that could potentially delay things or add more defendants with more defense attorneys who will make motions themselves. One will move to sever. One will say, I'm not available. I'm having surgery for, you know, you know a month or whatever. You know, and all of those little dates that add up that you, you know, this one delays it a week. Another one delays it two weeks. Another one delays it a few days. They all add up. And what happens? You get too close to, to the election. You don't have a trial. So one possibility, and the one that I think is, ha is most likely, is that Jack Smith is going to do a discrete, streamlined indictment with just Trump or maybe, you know, one other kind of Batman and Robin like Trump and Nada, whoever that would be uh, for the Jan 6 case for him, someone they have to bring a case against for whatever reason, you know, but it would be very discreet like he did in Mar-a-Lago and just a few charges. Don't forget the Mar-a-Lago um, indictment. Uh, they, they seized over 100 classified documents that had national security information, but we only saw 31 or 32 charges, right? We only They only used 31 documents of those hundreds. Why? Again, keep it streamlined. Don't charge absolutely everything you can. Just pick a few. And it doesn't help prosecutors in any way, right? A prosecutor, every charge you have is just one more charge with all of the elements that you have to prove each and every element as a prosecutor beyond a reasonable doubt. So why make your life harder and have to do that unnecessarily what? in this huge fuck? indictment when you Shut can do it with just a few charges that, that you have rock solid and you can still tell a whole story in your indictment. You can tell the whole story, you know, the way they did in Mar-a-Lago. The Mar-a-Lago indictment is, is a beautiful piece of work that tells a story that anyone can understand. You don't need to be a lawyer to understand that indictment. You just read it and you can see exactly what the conduct was uh, and what the evidence is and how strong the case is. And I, I think that's the playbook. I think you'll see it again here. And I think it'll be a more limited indictment. But again, let's see. So what's happening? Why haven't we seen the indictment yet? Why was it, you know, the whole, the, the as I call it, the mainstream media industrial complex, all a Twitter, all a flutter for the last few days, all saying it's going to happen Thursday, it's going to happen Thursday. Clearly, everybody knew something was happening Thursday, and really what was happening was Donald Trump's lawyers were going in to meet with Jack Smith's team 
to make a plea and try and convince them not to indict. And that's what happened today. That's what we believe uh, the meeting was about. I'm so excited to say that this episode is brought to you by Eat Sleep. We spend almost half our lives in bed, and if you're a woman of a certain age like me, regulating your body temperature and getting a good night's sleep can sometimes be a challenge. My old mattress was old school. It would overheat while my husband and I were in it together, causing us to toss and turn and not get a good night's sleep. And inevitably, when he was hot, I was cold, and vice versa. What the fuck? Helps improve your sleep routine and your habits and your overall sleep. And we all know who we are. Invest yeah, in the rest yeah, you deserve yeah, with yeah. the Eat Sleep Pod. Go to eatsleep.com slash legal AF and save 150 move that was happening. Uh, the grand jury came in this morning. They, they could see them filing into the grand jury room and prosecutors were there and everybody expected an indictment to come today. But what happened? What we know happened today is that, uh, that two of Donald Trump's lawyers uh, Todd Blanche and John Laro, who's a new lawyer added to his team, have met with prosecutors in what seems like a last-ditch effort to try to get them to not indict uh, Mr. Trump for the third time now. This will be his third criminal indictment uh, for January 6th and all of the things that happened both before, during, and after that date to try and steal the election back from the American people. So what's going on? Let's, let's talk about what's going on, when we can expect an indictment, and what's happening. Uh, so we all know, by all accounts, Jack Smith has been in the grand jury furiously uh, presenting evidence, presenting testimony, calling witnesses, all related to January 6th in Washington, D.C. We don't know the scope of what's going to ultimately happen. We don't know if it will be the full many, many, probably hundred count indictment that he could be charged with for all of the incidents that he, that Mr. Trump uh, participated in, in an effort to uh, both pressure the states to put in a false slate of electors, to pressure Mike Pence to not certify the election, and ultimately to uh, foment violence and try to stop the certification, which they temporarily did on January 6th, and create violence in the Capitol. This could be a huge sweeping indictment with, with dozens of defendants, right? You could see Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, you could see um, John Eastman, Mr. Cheesebro, there's just to name a few people who uh, could be included in this indictment, but there's many, many more who are equally as culpable uh, as, as each other, Mr. Trump being the leader of them all and the one who's most culpable. Will Jack Smith go for the big, huge indictment, or will he pick a more streamlined indictment uh, in an effort to try to get the case to go to trial? Because, you know, as you know, his number one uh his number one defense or trial tactic is to delay. Don't ever get to trial. And that is his entire defense here is don't get to trial, win the election, and then either pardon myself or dismiss the case if it's still open under my DOJ if I'm Donald Trump. That's his entire entire criminal defense strategy. And it's a good one because that could work if he wins, which I don't think he will, but that's his strategy. So he doesn't want a trial. So the best way to do that is put as many charges with as many issues and as many defenses that, uh, that defense lawyers could raise that could potentially delay things or 
add more defendants with more defense attorneys who will make motions themselves. One will move to sever. One will say, I'm not available. I'm having surgery for, you know, you know a month or whatever. You know, and all of those little dates that add up that you, you know, this one delays it a week. Another one delays it two weeks. Another one delays it a few days. They all add up. And what happens? You get too close to, to the election, you don't have a trial. So one possibility, and the one that I think is, ha is most likely, is that Jack Smith is going to do a discreet, streamlined indictment with just Trump, or maybe, you know, one other kind of Batman and Robin, like Trump and Nada, whoever that would be, uh, for the Jan 6 case for him, someone they have to bring a case against for whatever reason, you know, but it would be very discreet, like he did in Mar-a-Lago, and just a few charges. Don't forget the Mar-a-Lago um, indictment. Uh, they, they seized over 100 classified documents that had national security information, but we only saw 31 or 32 charges, right? We only They only used 31 documents of those hundreds. Why? Again, keep it streamlined. Don't charge absolutely everything you can. Just pick a few. And it doesn't help prosecutors in any way, right? A prosecutor, every charge you have is just one more charge with all of the elements that you have to prove each and every element as a prosecutor beyond a reasonable doubt. So why make your life harder and have to do that unnecessarily in this huge indictment when you can do it with just a few charges that, that you have rock solid and you can still tell a whole story in your indictment. You can tell the whole story, you know, the way they did in Mar-a-Lago. The Mar-a-Lago indictment is, is a beautiful piece of work that tells a story that anyone can understand. You don't need to be a lawyer to understand that indictment. You just read it and you can see exactly what the conduct was uh, and what the evidence is and how strong the case is. And I, I think that's the playbook. I think you'll see it again here. And I think it'll be a more limited indictment, but again, let's see. So what's happening? Why haven't we seen the indictment yet? Why was it, you know, the whole, the, the as I call it, the mainstream media yet. industrial complex, all a Twitter, all a flutter for the last few days, all saying it's going to happen Thursday, it's going to happen Thursday. Clearly, everybody knew something was happening Thursday, and really what was happening was Donald Trump's lawyers were going in to meet with Jack Smith's team to make a plea and try and convince them not to indict. And that's what happened today. That's what we believe uh, the meeting was about. I'm so excited to say that this episode is brought to you by Eight Sleep. We spend almost half our lives in bed, and if you're a woman of a certain age like me, regulating your body temperature and getting a good night's sleep can sometimes be a challenge. My old mattress was old school. It would overheat while my husband and I were in it together, causing us to toss and turn. She's a woman of a certain age. Yeah, but Karen, why isn't he in jail? Why isn't he behind bars yet? Years ago. Throw the book at him.
crush him. Crush. And disqualified. Cameron, why isn't old diaper Donald behind bars yet? And and any other spy of such epic magnitude would have been behind bars years ago. And I totally disagree with how the Justice Department and Jack Smith are approaching the worst criminal in human history. Don't streamline, throw the book at him. Crush him with the weight of his own crimes. If he stole 100 classified defense secrets, he should be charged for 100 defense secrets like anybody else. Midas Mighty, please call the DOJ and tell them to stop giving this Hoover, this Uber criminal preferential treatment and throw him behind bars and don't forget to disqualify him and charge the rest of the Republican traitors in Congress to help, who tried to help him overthrow the elections and the government. Until he is charged for his crimes and behind bars is the greatest prize of all, he is disqualified, we cannot rest. Do a little bit of editing. Why isn't old Diaper Donald? Behind bars yet. Any other spy of such epic proportions, epic, epic magnitude, would have been behind bars years ago. And I totally disagree with how the Justice Department Jack Smith, Schmidt, Jack Schmidt. Jack Schmidt of the DOJ. Schmidt Smith. Approaching this. The worst criminal in human history. Don't do streamline. Throw the book at him. Crush him with the weight of his own crimes if he stole three to 100 classified defense secrets. He should be charged for. 100 defense secrets like anybody else. Totally fucking unfair. What, just because they want to fucking streamline? Fuck that. Disqualify him now. Stop giving this uber criminal preferential treatment. 
and throw him behind bars. And don't forget to disqualify him. <laughs> Priority as a nation, disqualify him. Priority. FBI too. Where the F are the FBI? Your inaction is killing us. Hurry the F up. charged all the Republican traitors the Congress who helped him overthrow the elections and the government till he is charged with crimes behind bars and the greatest prize of all is disqualified we cannot rest we must not rest Okay, that's a pretty good speech, I think. Pretty good mini speech. <laughs> Message for I'm gonna tweet it to her. Good hearts. Camelot Camelot Urgent message for Karen Ferdinand Girlfriend. labor the workout 
just uh, Carpreds. Come on, just hurry up. Camelot. 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 Posthumously. Georgia prosecutor delivers dire warning to Donald Trump. <laughs> Hand some olive oil before you bed, and your sleeping partner will love you for Georgia prosecutor delivers dire warning to Donald Trump with massive update. Nah, nah, nah. Backpack, Ready to indict. Because Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis says her back to school event is about the kids. It helps tremendously because everything is priced high and anything I can do to save, I want to save. Here at Morgan Falls Overlook with Willis's last stop after making her way through four cities in Fulton County, giving out free school supplies. She's all smiles now, but back to business after this. While the kids prepare for school, Willis is preparing for a potential indictment of former President Donald Trump and his allies for attempting to overturn the 2020 election. Some people may not be happy with the decisions that I was making, and sometimes when people are unhappy, they act in a way that could create harm. 
She didn't give many details, but Willis says another way she's preparing is by upping security. She says she wrote a letter to the Fulton County Sheriff. I think that the sheriff is doing something smart and making sure that the courthouse stays safe and everyone in it. I'm not willing to put any of the employees or the constituents that come to the courthouse in harm's way. Willis says she's holding to her commitment to giving the American people an answer by September 1st. This could be Trump's third indictment case of the year. So students have what they need to do their homework, and Willis says she's doing hers too. The work is accomplished. We've been working for two and a half years, and we're ready to go. Like a bovine legal AF, you heard it right there. Fawny Willis at several back-to-school events that her office sponsors to give low-cost supplies to people in need. She had an interview on the spot with a local reporter, and there she was, all aglow, with her announcement that she is going to be indicting Donald Trump and others no later than the end of August. Um, you can look at the calendar right now. You know we're at the beginning of August. She said, as you heard her there, the work is done. She's been doing it for over two years. She owes it to the people of the United States and to Fulton County. Um, and she's also concerned, continues to be concerned, about people who are unhappy, in her view, with the work that she's about to do, who could cause violence and mischief in Fulton County. But she believes that the sheriff, Sheriff Labatt, in Fulton County, Georgia, is ready. I love this clip for many, many reasons. One, you've got Fawny Willis, just like Jack Smith, going to Subway, grabbing a sandwich. She's doing what she loves on her timetable, on her calendar, and she said it's her happiest moment before an indictment is the back-to-school season, you know, in July and August in Florida. She's, she says she's a single mother. She struggled financially, and she wants to help her local community. And while she's at it, she's happy to take questions from a local reporter who caught up with her in a park in Sandy Springs, Georgia, to tell the world that she is ready. The work is done. I'll explain that in a minute. And um, she owes it to the people of America and Fulton County on election interference to go after the bad guys. And that's what she get, got elected to do, and that's what she's going to do. But she's, she's got other things she's going to do, too, including helping and contributing to her community, as you can see in that uh, almost heartwarming clip of her going about her daily life that she's about to do probably, arguably, the most momentous thing in her prosecutorial history is indicting the former president, Donald Trump. Now, let's just line up some of these facts. We know that the grand jury has been meeting. This will be the third week of her grand jury, the regular grand jury, the indicting grand jury. That's the one where she will eventually, and it sounds like she's ready to ask them to return the indictment. It sounds like all or most of the evidence has already been presented to the grand jury, and we're just at the moment where the prosecutor asks for the grand jury to return the indictment against Donald Trump and others. How could she be doing it so quickly after only two weeks or so? Well, it stands on the shoulder of all the other work that she's done and her office has done starting in the early 2021 when she opened the investigation, followed by her obtaining the, the um, approval for the um, special purpose grand jury to be um, convened, which then assisted her in fact-gathering in her investigation as a special purpose grand jury can do, in vetting through evidence, in vetting through witnesses, in taking testimony, not to indict, but to assist 
the grant the uh, prosecutor's office and ultimately the supervising uh, judge in this case at the time chief judge McBurney in making the, the ultimate decision this prosecutor had she didn't need to take that step but she decided that the, the uh, people involved the unprecedented nature of the allegations against the former president she wanted to go the extra step and do a special purpose grand jury first and then go and once she heard that evidence and how it panned out there and how the witnesses played out there, then make the decision on a regular grand jury. She's now third week of a regular grand jury. We've all heard the famous line, try it free for 30 days. Yeah, well, that's just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it. In fact, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. You could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money helps you one place and automatically she's going to walk out with an indictment. Thanks for 218K, man. Appreciate it. She doesn't go to a grand jury unless she's going to walk out with an indictment. She doesn't walk out with it with an empty blank. To paraphrase what she said, yeah. this is the only entity that can indict in Georgia. And she said in that interview, you just heard her. In between smiles and backpack handing out and school supplies, cool, calm, and collected, what I, what I refer to now as Fawny Full Steam Ahead Willis, uh, she said the work is done. And she's also said in prior interviews, she doesn't go to a grand jury unless she's going to walk out with an indictment. She doesn't walk out with, it, with an empty blank, to paraphrase what she said. And so we know that she's using her very strong a Georgia criminal racketeer influence corrupt organization act okay. set of laws. RICO, racketeering, Rico. organized crime oriented. It's the it's the most powerful set of racketeering laws in the country. More powerful than the federal version. She's going to use that in order to come up with what we call a speaking indictment, laying out the conspiracy, all the moving parts of the conspiracy in every region of Georgia and beyond. From the use of the fake electors to the pressure on the um, election officials and elected officials, uh, the lawsuits that were filed, the phone calls that were made by Donald Trump and his henchmen and co-conspirators, co Mark Meadows, Rudy Giuliani, and others, to ele uh, high-ranking election officials, Secretary of State, to try to throw out votes, to disenfranchise people, right, to, to inject fraud and interference into the election using even a sitting senator in Lindsey Graham from South Carolina to make phone calls like that. And then the lawsuits, and then the phony hearings that were conducted that looked like hearings, if you were from outer space, of the state house legislature, but were in reality just Rudy Giuliani at some days in conference room with a couple of MAGA right-wing GOP people. And Fawny Willis, just like Jack Smith, has gotten people to cooperate with her. She's got at least eight fake elector cooperating witnesses in her back pocket. She's got 75 witnesses who she compelled to testify in front of the grand jury. She's got, you know, a dozen terabytes, two dozen terabytes of information and exhibits that she's going to present to the grand jury. And she can do that, of course, as she's been doing it with the grand jury, a mix of live witnesses and those that already testified with transcripts that can be read to the grand jury. And we sort of had a little bit of a window into how powerful the original evidence was to the special purpose grand jury. Because remember, or I'll tell you now, that jury foreperson, she got her 15 minutes of fame. She went on every, every news show to say the following. 
No one's going to be surprised by the indictment recommendation of a special purpose grand jury. And I can extend that to the grand jury itself. Nobody's going to be surprised by the names that come out along with Donald Trump. Donald Trump is going to be first among, it's going to be people of the state of Georgia, Fulton County, versus Donald Trump. The question is, how many others are going to be named? Is Rudy Giuliani going to be named? Is Mark Meadows going to be named? Just because they're cooperating in some way, shape, or form with the federal government and Jack Smith doesn't mean they have immunity from the state side, right? And so, are they going to be named? Jenna Ellis, Sidney Powell, are they going to be named? Lindsey Graham, right? The head of the GOP, the, the uh, Republican Party in Georgia, David Schaefer, who's not cooperating, even though he was a fake elector, is he going to be indicted? And how many others? The chairman of the Republican Party in Coffee County, who let in the cyber ninjas and other people to go download all the voter data and try to use it against Joe Biden when there was no fraud. Those people. You know, this is either going to be one of these sprawling indictments that goes on dozens and dozens of people and hundreds of counts, or discretion being the better part of valor, you're going to see Fawny Willis narrowing it down, at least for the first indictment, to a narrow set of things she can prove quickly and try to get this thing to trial as quickly as possible. We'll follow it. Everything in Fulton County uh, related to Fawny Willis, the supervising judge, McBurney, and others. Only in one place, the Midas Touch YouTube channel. You knew that. You're watching me here. Subscribe. Free subscribe to the Midas Touch YouTube channel. You can find my content right there. Slide over to playlists. Look for Michael Popox. Not hard to find. There's about 200 of my hot takes. Over the last six months, you have my entire catalog and library right up to the minute, all listed there. Follow me on social media at MS Popock. See me on the next hot take. This is Michael Popock, Legal AF Reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. She Keep don't up with the most important no news Instagram. of the day. What are you waiting for? She Follow just uses Instagram. I got my mindset on you. 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 But it's gonna take money. All I spend in money. It's gonna take plenty of money. Do it right, child. It's gonna take time. Pull out a person's time. It's gonna take patience and time. Mm, to do it, 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 to do it right, child. Get off the stage, Nazi pig. Just a surprise. Trump for prison.
Get off the stage, Nazi pig. Authorized torture at Guantanamo. whose wet dream is to be Trump. <laughs> Diapered on. Get off the stage, pig. Get off the stage. We don't like you. We don't trust you. We don't want you as president. Save your money, you grifted. Miami Herald. More 
Texas Tribune. Bexar County Sheriff. Bexar Sheriff. Sheriff. Abbott, Satan and Abbott. Oh, so they have security apparatus. Playing. We're not playing. We ain't playing. No, we ain't playing. Trolling Rhonda Satan. I'm going to tag that. Maybe I'll be the first one to say to <coughs> Fucking Nazi pig. Called the Justice Department. Tag them the Justice Department. Tell them to wake the fuck up. Demand immediate human traffic uh, charges against death sentence. <laughs> Governor DeSantis. And Gov Abbott. And remove them at once from office. Fucking pigs. DOJ, Primdiv, DOJ, Primdiv, DHS, why don't you fucking do your job? Get him gone now.
Facebook, screenshot, Facebook, Rhonda Satan. Just the press. Midas touch fan. Midas touch videos. Midas touch news. Common sense stand up. New York Times opinion section. Robert F. Kennedy how to do it. Politics go. Politics go. Kamala Harris. Why so silent, motherfucker? Speak up, bitch. <laughs> Chuck Schumer. Where are the Democrats? Democrats. Democracy now. Okay, good enough. Okay, tag people. Miami Heralds. Oh, just so this is going well. I would normally be playing some other. Tribune, uh, Mitcha, Florida Democrats, South of Florida, Dance, oh, shit, L's, the L's I know, Florida Dance, what does that mean, pushing an L's on what the fuck does that mean, who else said, who else is standing up about this rep rascal, Jamie Raskin. One more person. Paul Jasmine. How about um, Jared Moskowitz? He's fucking awesome. Moskowitz. Paul Jasmine. Okay, good enough. Good enough for government work, man. Okay. Fuck off, Rhonda. <laughs> So CNN News 18. Shame on you. Persecuting new immigrants to Fuck off, Nazi pig. Nazi pig.
<laughs> I'm your heckler from hell. <laughs> that time he was the nominee for president. But, well, he was not the president, was he? It's just a simple question, sir. Can you rephrase the what, the, what time period? Joe Biden was not the president in the presidential primaries in 2020. Correct. That is correct. Sir, finally, Mr. Shapley, you said that warrants 
were ready as soon as April 2020 to begin searching for records, but actions weren't taken with regard to those warrants. Again, Joe Biden was not the president in April 2020, was he? So I'm confused by your line of questioning. We're talking about an election to which uh, now President Biden was a part of. So he didn't have to be the president to have election meddling. No, but the question is this. Was he the president at that time in April 2020? It's been asked and answered. And what's the answer, sir? The elect, the elect. The answer is yes or no. Is no that. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I reeled back. Mr. (laughs) The answer is walk us through that, Congressman. Well, I think that, um, as you can tell from, you know, watching these witnesses, I think they, you know, like I said before, I think they're honest. I think that they are public servants. Uh, they believe that they are doing the right thing by coming forward in this instance. And I'm not going to question their integrity or their motives, but the timing for the alleged interference by, you know, prosecutors, by uh, other investigators and so forth, and quote unquote slow walking the investigation of Hunter Biden is at a time when Joe Biden was not president. In fact, not only was he not president, but his, you know, quote unquote arch nemesis, Donald Trump, was the president. Bill Barr was the attorney general, and uh, U.S. U.S. Attorney Weiss was Donald Trump's appointee, and so. It's not really, it doesn't make sense to allege political bias um, when when the timing is as it was. Walk us through, though, generally what's been going on in these committees. The Oversight Committee you sit on, the House Intelligence Committee that you also sit on. I mean, the priorities that the Republicans are focusing on, you know, what James Comer is is leading is very different, and I'll, I'll put it polite, is very different than the priorities that we saw when the Democrats were in control. Have you been surprised, though, I'll use my words because you're being diplomatic and political, how radical some of these hearings have become, though, and what their focus is that doesn't even seem to be anything related to like what the American people care about? Um, I guess I, I should be surprised. I'm not surprised given what they said that they were going to do uh, upon taking the majority. I'm deeply disappointed, though, because you're absolutely right. When we were in the majority, you know, I was the chairman of one of the subcommittees, the Subcommittee on Economic and Consumer Policy. We led bipartisan investigations into uh, youth vaping, into toxic heavy metals and baby food, into faulty car seats, uh, into... Um, how Purdue Pharma was peddling OxyContin. Um, These were the types of investigations that I think the American people want to see the Oversight Committee performing because it relates to their everyday lives. Hunter Biden does not. And the other day, uh, Richard Hudson, who's the head of the National Republican Campaign Committee said, he doesn't hear about Hunter Biden outside of Washington, DC. And yet, this is kind of an obsession within our committee, within the Oversight Committee. Yeah, you know, when, and now one of the obsessions appears to be Kevin McCarthy saying on Fox that they're going to open up an impeachment inquiry. 
on what I have no clue. I, I want to show you what Kevin McCarthy just said and would love to hear your response to it. Let's play this clip of Kevin McCarthy. If you're sitting in our position today, we would know none of this if Republicans had not taken the majority. We've only followed where the information has taken us. But... And this is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry, which provides Congress the strongest power to get the rest of the knowledge and information needed. Because this president has also used something we have not seen since Richard Nixon, used the weaponization of government to benefit his family. Hi there. Welcome back. Thanks for 218K. And... Uh Maybe I will look at, uh, oops. Eight wing bras, then you might want to check this. Look into something with new major court loss from federal judge one hour ago. Case dismissed, loser. I've been my zealous from the minus touch network. Oh, wait, I want Massive federal court oh. loss for Donald Trump. This in a $475 billion defamation lawsuit that he filed against CNN. A Trump-appointed judge in the Southern District of Florida just dismissed this defamation lawsuit uh -huh. Donald Trump filed with prejudice, meaning Donald Trump will not be able to refile the defamation lawsuit. So, cases dismissed. The question that I have is now, will CNN file for some sort of sanctions? Will they seek additional relief against Donald Trump, but yet another lawsuit that Donald Trump filed is dismissed. Donald Trump just keeps on losing and losing. Just to refresh your recollection, I'll go through the order by the Trump-appointed judge in just a moment, but Donald Trump sued CNN for, among other things, referring to Trump's conduct in spreading lies about the 2020 election as the big lie. And Donald Trump said that by calling it the big lie, CNN was implying that his conduct was akin to Hitler and other authoritarians, which Donald yeah. Trump said was defamatory <laughs> and actionable. Oh, you love and it. Ultimately, the Trump-appointed judge here, I'm going to read the opinion, but it's still a bit disturbing what the judge did. The judge said that CNN referring to uh, Donald Trump as perpetuating the big lie was repugnant, is what the Trump appointed judge said. But the judge said it was protected opinion speech under the First Amendment and that Donald Trump was not able to do so. It just shows you that the judge is still, in dismissing the case, trying to appease Donald Trump by saying that it's repugnant to say that he's engaged in the big lie, which I think is absolutely not repugnant, but nonetheless, Donald Trump lost this federal lawsuit and will not be able to refile or bring an amended complaint here. So let's call uh -huh. the order right now. Um, says here, this clause before the court on defendant CNN's motion to dismiss. The motion is fully uh, briefed and right for review. The motion to dismiss is granted. It goes through a little bit of the procedural history here. It talks about how Trump is suing CNN for uh, defamation, that he was seeking $475 million in this lawsuit. And Trump alleges that CNN defamed him by making statements comparing him, he alleges, to Hitler and the Nazi regime. Trump's complaint specifies five instances of alleged defamation. 
Sue me, motherfucker. I'll just point out that you have Hitler's speeches. Mein Kampf on your bedside table. Fucking true. Can't be defamation if it's true. Alleges that the phrase, the big lie, 
and other statements about constitute defamatory conduct. The order then goes over the legal standard of what a motion to dismiss is. It goes over the legal standard of defamation. It talks about how opinion speech is uh, protected speech. And then when you get into the discussion, the court says, um, it says, the problem is essentially twofold. First, the complaint of statements are opinion, not factually false statements, and therefore are not actionable. Second, a reasonable viewer no longer, and then it goes on to spread some weird uh, comments about how people consume the news. Um, and then finally, though, it says, um, uh, let's go to the last paragraph right here. Uh, it says, Trump argues that the motion to dismiss is not the proper avenue for evaluating the defamatory nature of CNN's comments. The court disagrees. Whether the defendant's statements constitute defamation is a question of law for the court to determine. And then it goes on to say the following about CNN's statements that I just read for you. The judge says, CNN's statements, while repugnant, were not as a matter of law defamatory. We just called right there for a moment that CNN uh, put forward those statements, those five statements, that the judge is still saying that those statements are repugnant? What is repugnant about those statements? Zero. The judge says, CNN statements, while repugnant, were not as a matter of law defamatory. Uh, the case will therefore be dismissed with prejudice and, and against the reason that it's being dismissed, though, is because, as a matter of law, they weren't defamatory. I don't believe that they were repugnant at all, so the case will be dismissed with prejudice. Accordingly, it is hereby ordered and adjudged that CNN's motion to dismiss is granted. Plaintiff's complaint is dismissed with prejudice, and that's done in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and is signed, and is signed by Judge Singal, a Trump-appointed judge here. So, Huh. You make less yeah. than $122,000 per year, and don't get health insurance through your work. Then this message is for you. Come. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. I want to show you right now the I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, another massive federal court loss for Donald Trump. This in a $475 million defamation lawsuit that he filed against CNN. A Trump-appointed judge in the Southern District of Florida just dismissed this defamation lawsuit Donald Trump filed with prejudice, meaning Donald Trump will not be able to refile the defamation lawsuit. I'm tweeting that nah. Fucking Nazi.
diapered on. Uh, the edge, uh, you know, uh, just a, what is that? What about Hitler's mind? Um. Diapered on. So it says. So it says uh, Nah, Trump 475 million defamation lawsuit against CNN just thrown out. Nah, it ain't defamation if it's true, bitch. Effing Nazi pig. What about Hitler's mind comp on your bedside table, the real Donald? Diapered on, rather. Freaking. <laughs> nah.
up interview will come back to haunt him. Sort of meltdown. Let's see Perjury Trader Green being called out to her face. Hi Ben, how you doing brother?
for her to call for a different forums? I mean, this is an individual, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was showing non-consensual dick pics during a government position for things that he did when he was abusing drugs many years ago. And she's saying decorum? She's calling it is outbreak. Let me just show you what went down, you know, within moments of what Chuchman saw. And this is where Marjorie Taylor Greene is basically calling out the National Director of uh, Drug Control Policy. Um, and watch this exchange where, again, she just says the most inappropriate and deranged things when you have a doctor answering the questions like appropriate. So this is Marjorie Taylor Greene 
who did this to a poster board of Donald Trump. Thank you. 